Hi, I'm Chris with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before the episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast was created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversation. We want to help promote a variety of breweries, and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer, and beer to, well, just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Brett. And I'm Tyler. Along with us is our producer, Lawrence. And in today's episode, we'll be reviewing Lot 10 Brewing in Amherstburg, Ontario. Yeah, we're going to be showcasing two beers. The first is Nuclear Sunset, and that's a New England IPA. And the second is going to be called Pinky Pledge, and that's a raspberry wheat. And then we're going to wrap up the episode with a spooky conversation on Halloween. As we mentioned, Lot 10 is located in Amherstburg, Ontario. Now, Amherstburg is a historic town on the banks of Detroit River. Right, yeah. No, we actually went to school in Windsor, so yeah. I remember driving by on the Very highway. Very close to inside, Amherstburg, yeah. Which is good. So, yeah, Lot 10, they've got a couple of traditional uh, beers on tap there, as well as some seasonal beers and some beers with some twists. And also they do some beer-inspired cocktails. I've seen that a little bit more in some other breweries, yeah. so it's kind of interesting. To Especially do it seems, seems to be a fad to get the ladies in there, right? Yeah, the exactly. The People who aren't interested in, in beer as much, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Uh, Lot 10 Brewery takes its name from the original plot of land, originally owned by Captain Hector McLean in 1798. Ooh. Man, that's a long time ago. That is a long time. A little time. history. Uh, it's been used for may- many things over the past 200 years before coming what it is today, being the brewery. Yeah, and we're and we're glad that it is a brewery, and I, I know that they're they're pretty new. So they actually just opened their doors in um, in June of 2019 as they got their license to serve beer in a glass. So um, really new brewery, just over a year old. Interesting stuff. Yeah. I've never been there myself. I don't think any of us have. No, no, I haven't been there, but I definitely would like to. Right, and looking at the website, looking through some of the pictures and some information that they provided to us, it is a big space for a new brewery. They've got yeah. some 70 seats or so. Yeah. That's yeah, that's that. what they advertise on on their website. So um, yeah, that's a good healthy size. And the brewery. and the interior looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, yeah. it is nice. Right? It looks uh, nice for sure. And it has that kind of historic look, like you know, a historic Amherstburg. The the interior is kind of like that as it well. It was nice that they built that into the actual brewery itself. Yeah, exactly. Right, and it was an old tavern, so. I think they kind of kept that going through with the mm-hmm. theme, right? There's so, been a few beers drank there, I think, in the actual building itself in the yeah, last 200 definitely. years, it seems like. <laughs> I respect the tavern thing, because when you look at our logo, too, that was kind of what we were going through, is like a tavern or saloon kind of theme. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm really interested to uh, attending this kind of location when, when we can get out there. Absolutely. Because, so. you know, it is the only craft brewery in downtown Amherstburg, right? Right. You yeah, can't, you can't miss true. it because it's the only one there, right? right. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So, uh, and and I know that I've seen on their uh, their social media that, you know, it's kind of like an older little little street there that they have. And I know that they kind of open it up at night and they just have the patios out on the street, um, which would be awesome. I, I, there's probably a few other restaurants if you can kind of go kind of back and forth between everything. Um, nice little experience like that. Absolutely. It seems like they hope a lot of local musicians from the area which is always nice especially mm-hmm. in this time of covid that you get to be able to go out and see a live music i know we're not going to see any big concerts or anything like that but just to have somebody playing just, some yeah, old classics local. or some new songs that they wrote 
it's perfect. They also have uh, trivia and the big fad about the paint nights and the art nights now right. um, that my wife's really into. Yeah. I, I think it'd be a good vibe, actually, going back to the, the street being closed down and going from one location to the next location. That seems like a very small town kind of thing. For sure. You'd get to see a lot of people. It's similar, I guess, to Las Vegas in a smaller scale. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But the availability of going from one location to the next location, have a couple beers here, maybe go grab some food there, see a musician at one Almost space. Almost seems like a little bit of a pub crawl just kind of within that little block two block radius right nothing wrong with a good pub crawl and everybody is supporting each other because that's the thing with that right you shut down the whole street you can go from one business to another business everybody's okay with that you're you're supporting you're drawing people into that downtown and it kind of draws back to our collaboration episode that we did with wellington and just in terms of just collaborating with all the businesses that are around the area it seems like their uh, bia as you would call it uh, has definitely done well to make sure that everybody does work together right yeah. So uh, again, we like we mentioned, we haven't been there, so we can't really talk too much about our personal experiences actually inside the brewery. But I think you know it's not too far from us. I think it's definitely a place where we'd like to hit up at one point. Yeah, I think I'd definitely be down for a little bit of a road trip. Stop in there, maybe go down to Windsor and, and hit it on the way back as well. Uh, it's not too far off from the highways, as we said. So that, that's yeah. kind of nice. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to link all their information on our social media pages. Uh, Instagram and untapped just so you guys are aware of lot 10 in Amherstburg. Yeah. So that's, that's good information. Um, one thing we wanted to kind of touch base on and mm. kind of give a shout out to everybody is just our supporters, our listeners, our followers. So we know that a lot of people, uh, are interested in lot 10 and that, and that's great. But, uh, for ourselves, we've been getting some pretty good feedback as well. Absolutely. There's been some people out there that, uh, have been listening, which is very nice. Yeah, third. We've had three episodes. It's our fourth one now. So I'm definitely seeing uh, quite a, a geographical range of listeners as well, which is awesome. So uh, in Canada, we've seen multiple provinces outside of Ontario, Quebec, New Brunswick. Uh, I think Alberta and Nova Scotia as well. We have had a couple listeners, <laughs> and from we've Wilson. had uh, we've had down south as well, the states, because you know they're trying mm-hmm. to get rid of the whole Trump Biden thing right now. So they listen to us apparently. Uh, so. <laughs> So, uh, California, Texas, Arizona, Connecticut, Maryland, Massachusetts, and Virginia. And then internationally, we have got some international listeners. We hope they come back and listen again to this episode, but Saudi Arabia, the Netherlands, the Philippines, Pakistan, um, anybody that is listening to us, please feel free to reach out. Let us know what you're you're liking, what you're not liking, and then still, uh, what kind of beers you enjoy, and and maybe a list of craft brewery. Hit us up with some of your favorites as well that we can maybe tie into future episodes for sure. Absolutely. Slide in the DMs. Let us know what what you like. Slide right in. There you go. So uh, that's the brewery. That's our our kind of shout out to everybody who's listening. We uh, we like that. Um, So we're going to take a look at uh, the first beer. Let's do it. So first of all, we want to thank Lot 10 and Brian for supplying the beers on today's episode. Thanks, Brian. And, yeah, thank, thank you, you. Brian. <laughs> and first uh, beer that we're going to open, like we mentioned, is Nuclear Sunset, which again is a New England IPA. It has a 7 ABV and 35 IBUs. Right. So Lot 10, they've got some notes on this beer. They classify it as unfiltered and heavily dry hopped. It's beautifully hazy with slight bready notes. Citrus is the dominant flavor. Now, of course, we're going to put this on our untapped page, and you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. The overall rating for the Nuclear Sunset is 3.69 bottle caps out of 5, and a total of 150 check-ins. 
All right, let's open her up. Now, as we pour these beers, just want to let everyone know that we're drinking out of an IPA glass today, which uh, you will see, of course, on our Untapped and Instagram. And uh, make sure to use your proper glassware, everyone. Pours very nicely. I will say that right now. It's definitely hazy. Look at that. That's very hazy. Right? Good color. Yeah, definitely. Nice color. They mentioned that it's unfiltered. Definitely get that. A little uh, little fun stuff floating little, around in little, there. A little pulpy. Yeah. Actually. But we, pulpy. we talked about this before, right? I uh, I, I have like, a like strong feeling that the citrus is going to dominate before I even taste this beer. Well, definitely coming through uh, with the uh, citrus aroma. On the uh, nose, for yeah, sure. absolutely. Can I drink it now? No. Damn it. Not yet. <laughs> We're talking the smells of the beer. What do you smell, Fife? Citrus. I smell a hint of... Ah, I can't put my name on it. Or finger on it, sorry. <laughs> can't put my name on it. I can't do any of it. On it. There, <laughs> is a, there is a bread type of beer. But yes, do this not is definitely put, not a bread do not put no. the Do not put the bread on this <laughs> no. one. All right, This is just a new angle. I've, I've had some bread stuff, and it is not overly that great. Okay. Well, so the, the tasting note said that it does have some bready bready not brett bready notes uh to it and i think i'm getting a little bit of that right. nothing nothing crazy definitely the citrus um i agree is coming through on the nose but absolutely a little bit of that bready note so it'll be interesting to see how much that comes through when we i'm thinking it's the it. yeast that they would have used in, in the right and that, that's yeah. what i'm getting too like i can definitely smell that and i yeah. don't know if it's because i got a big nose and i can just pick that out a little bit easier but for those it, who it can't could see tyler his nose is massive. She's a big schnoz, <laughs> and uh, but I could I could pick that uh, I could pick that bready kind of like smell up, which yeah. which is mm-hmm. nice. All right, Fife. Oh, Brett, oh yeah, finally. T- t- take a sip. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That seven percent hit you though. Yeah, that's strong. But it a is. good, but a good, a g- a good in a good song. way, and. Um, yeah, just a, f- a few sips into it. Uh, a little bit more than the 35 IBUs, I feel. Mm-hmm. Not that like could crazy. Because it could be because it's a 7, though, right? Like the I just, 7%, it, yeah. It might be coming across yeah. as a little bit um, heavy, if you will. I almost feel like that bread is... You can almost taste like the yeast and whatnot throughout. It's a very dominant flavor, I'd say. Absolutely. Actually. It, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm not getting as much citrus as I was kind of hoping I would. almost feels like it's more like a tangerine. Or like a okay. like a mango. Yeah, yeah. The tan- tangerine is probably the way I'd go with it, mm-hmm. right? Like the that kind of flavor profile. The bread portion, I'm I'm not getting a, a lot of it myself. No, not not a whole lot. But I'm I'd, I'm trying to struggle, I guess, between the the bready kind of flavor of it and that alcohol kind of flavor right yeah Correct. and i i know our uh, our producer lawrence is saying he's getting a bit of grapefruit okay so, maybe so there, that's, that's where i'm coming yeah. from with the mango tangerine yeah. kind of thing yeah. as a new that. england ipa right yeah, I, exactly. I guess it's it kind of makes a little like bit that. sense but no it's uh it's a nice beer i'm having a couple sips into it i don't find it too overpowering in any which which direction mm-hmm. i think it's it kind of the flavor profile complements each other. So whatever that is, it's it's not completely in my face. Yeah, and there's no kind of crazy aftertaste in it that you might get 
sometimes you know sometimes you do get that with a with a hazy ipa um i definitely like this beer quite a bit actually mm-hmm. i can definitely tell in the color of it that you can definitely tell it's unfiltered and i think i'm yes. getting that unfiltered taste throughout yeah um because again as i mentioned earlier this has a seven percent usually a lot of hazies um or new england's for example because it's a kind of filter on both yeah um are usually between like the 5.5 and kind of 6.5 percent so this one's a little mm-hmm. strong but i'm definitely enjoying what's coming out of this glass right now it, it's yeah. it, it's interesting if i could just kind yeah, of cut absolutely. it yeah the the grapefruit flavor that the producer mentioned earlier on as i kind of got a couple more sips in i took a kind of a bigger gulp and i got that grapefruit at the at the back end so yeah i don't know maybe if i need just, to take a really big so gulp. what you're yeah, saying I is gonna, i should just chug the rest <laughs> of it <laughs> I'm, I'm going to encourage at least a little bit more for sure. Okay. Just I can do that for you. Get How's a big gulp in there. There you go. That was a big gulp. No? Yes? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah I'm getting like a nice mixture of grapefruit and bread. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, Brett. Like the bread is, the bready notes are really coming through to mm-hmm. me. Um, Which again, I don't notice on too many beers. Sorry if I didn't mean to cut no, you off there, but no, cut them off. <laughs> cut, cut your cut. Done. You're right. And uh, one other beer that I, I I just had this recently, actually, so that's why I'm thinking about it is um, the IPA at Anderson. Um, it's it's not in New England, but it has kind of the, a lot of that bready note as well. So right. that that's kind of one beer that I've I've noticed it in as well. Yeah, I think it stays true to what was described earlier on. For right? sure, I think it, it's, it's definitely citrusy. It's definitely got that bread component to it. Brings it all together, it ties it in nicely. I think it all falls into the top five pla- flavor profiles that are on tap. So hazy, hoppy, juicy, juicy, citrus, bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and I like how um, you know it. It certainly is hazy. It definitely looks hazy. So that that's kind of sometimes we see uh, beers labeled as haz- hazy IPAs, and they don't necessarily deliver on that. Um, but I, I think at this point. Uh, we should probably see what the rest of the untapped community thinks about this beer. Yeah. All right. So Steve F. Steve's pissed is his username. What a handle. Yeah. Big handle of a guy. <laughs> I wonder if it's like he's got like a brother who's or a person like a doppelganger who's like Steve's happy. Yeah. <laughs> could, could be. Maybe. I'm, I'm also just curious, you know, if he was just upset when he was making his account. Like, I don't right. know if he was struggling. <laughs> there was maybe some issues with it. He's like, you know what? I'm pissed. So yeah, I'm, just I'm pissed. So Steve's pissed. Steve's pissed. <laughs> That's my handle. Uh, on December 27th, 2019. So this is going back around Christmas time there. Uh, he has this to say, huge flavor, smooth taste, nice finish. And they gave it a 4.25 out of 5. The interesting thing with Steve's check-in picture is it's an empty glass. So I assume he took it after he consumed the beer? Yeah. So his username should be more like Steve's drunk, not Steve's pissed? <laughs> I, I, Maybe I, that's what he means by pissed. Yeah, Maybe that's what yeah, it is. There you, go. Yeah. there you go. I, I, I think, Brett, you might have posted a few pictures in the past that like that. Right. <laughs> I'm, There's been a couple, or maybe a couple blurry pictures, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Before you actually started refining your photo, uh, photography Absolutely. skills. Absolutely. Yeah. So actually, now this is all coming a, a little bit clearer, unlike the filtered portion of this uh, New England IPA. But Steve's profile says no tasters here. Twelve ounces plus for check-ins. Uh, so that's true to those words because he doesn't have the taster badge for uh, for himself, um, which makes sense why he could be actually pissed, as in pissed drunk, because he doesn't do tasters. Yeah. He gets them. That's a okay. So let's call him Steve's drunk. 
Steve's drug is it. good. Right. Well, we'll give we'll give Steve a, uh, a friend request on Untapped either way. Yeah. Right. Uh, the next one uh, is on November second of twenty nineteen. So this is going back to last year. You know, BC before COVID. Uh, <laughs> Mike M. His user handle is Myers eighty seven, and Kristen whoa, whoa, M. Mike Myers. Could be Mike Myers. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Could be. could be Mike Myers. <laughs> could be Austin Powers. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. All right. And Kristen M. Checked in together, but there was no comment for either. Want to point out the fact that they're both their pictures have a flight paddle of ten beers. Okay. Ten so beers. I might have a feeling that when we go to lot ten, we're gonna to have to get the paddle of ten beers. I absolutely. And hopefully they have at least ten beers on tap to I fill hope that. So. Yeah. You would think being lot ten they would have ten beers on tap, right? That makes sense to me. That makes a ton of sense. There it, you go. <laughs> thinker. Not just another pretty face over here. It, it's anyway. good marketing. So right. let's hope that pays out. Uh, for them. Mike if gave not. it a three point seven five out of five, and Christian only gave it a three point two five. All right. Well, those are pretty good ratings. Uh, I, I guess I'll get us started with these. Um, I think I'm going to land right on a 4.0. Okay. I think I'm a 3.75. I like the citrus that's coming out of it, but just that bread kind of just lingers there that you don't really normally expect from uh, from a New England. Okay, that's fair. So for myself, I'm thinking I'm going to be at a 4. I'm going to be at a 4. And uh, for producer Lawrence, he is coming in at a 3.75 rating. Yeah, and so just getting that calculation from Lawrence here. So uh, as a team, we're at 3.875. So uh, we'll, we'll bump that up to a 4.0. 4. I agree. Sure. Yeah. All right, so let's go look at uh, beer number two, which is on deck. The second beer today is a summer seasonal Pinky Pledge, a raspberry wheat. And it has an ABV of 5.0 and 12 IBU. Now, the notes from Lot 10 on this beer are that this one is unfiltered and hazy and brilliantly pink in color. They didn't, they didn't want to buy filters? I guess not, because right. we, we're having two unfiltered beers today. Sounds so good. We'll see. And, and hopefully we see that brilliant pinkness uh, in the color. Uh, they also describe it as tart with a strong raspberry aroma and flavor. Yeah, so it's a refreshing summer sipper. I know we are full into fall here, but yeah. let's let's bring it back a little bit to summer season. And uh, even though we, as I said, summer's over, Lot Ten keeps this popular beer available into the fall. So that's why we're. So I have a good feeling this is going to be a good beer, eh? Let's hope so. I, okay, I think it will. Well, the Untapped community has this beer checked in seventy-eight times with an overall rating of three point six three bottle caps out of five. All right, open her up. All right. Now, as we uh, as we pour this beer here, I just want to let everyone know that we are drinking it out of a Wizen glass. So these glasses are perfect for drinking, you know, American wheat beers, Witte beers, Hefeweizens, and uh, just want to make sure everyone is using the proper glassware. Okay. All right, just taking a look at it. I Absolutely. get a very like rosé kind of feel to it. I almost feel like I'm having like an eight ounce rosé. I'm not a wine person. I'm not a wine connoisseur, hence the reason why it's called craft beer connoisseurs, not wine connoisseurs. And, and nor is it eight ounces. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Looking at the quantity of this. It's so just, This is not a taster. No, it's not. So it does come in the bottle. And what's the quantity of the bottle there, uh, Chris? I, I think it's a 500 mil. Yeah, it looks like a 500 mil. It's not uh, labeled, but I would guess 500 mil. Well, they okay. do have a little bit of a label on it. You know, they make craft beer and awesomeness. That's what it says. So I'm hoping this beer is going to be freaking awesome. Yes. So to the nose, raspberry heavy. Very. 
and, and they said and that, not, right? And so, not a bad thing. No, it's definitely not. not. Thing. And I uh, like raspberry beers. My favorite beer probably is the Berry White from Sons of Kent. Uh, it's a raspberry wheat. So I'm kind of interested to see how that kind of compares to okay. uh, one of my favorite beers that are out there. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and we're definitely getting the, you know, it's kind of pink, right? Like, it, yeah, it's and, that rosé kind of feel to it. But it, but it's certainly hazy, right? So they they mentioned that it's hazy and unfiltered. Um, definitely hazy as well, which is uh, which is nice from a wheat beer. Is it time to taste yet? I don't. Th- you can go ahead if you want to taste. Leo, go ahead and taste God. if you want. I'm I just taking I'm a person take, who likes a look to at it. get the I, beer out of the way as soon as I pour. I, I have no patience. For sure. No, that, 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 <laughs> that's true. So it says it's unfiltered, but it is pretty. It looks pretty good. Like I can see through it. Does, it, yeah. good. it there, there's nothing hanging around it, like sure. like we saw in the nuclear sunset, right? Right. And it's interesting because I'm looking over at yours, and I don't know if it's just the condensation on the glass or not, but like yours looks a little bit darker than mine does. I, I agree. My, yeah, just yeah, holding it up to the side light. Side by here. side, yeah. Yeah. Almost like yours is hazy and mine's more translucent. Maybe I just poured it better. Or worse. Oh. Or worth well, well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know <about laughs> Who does? I don't know. Are we, we're not keeping track. Is no. anybody at home? If you are keeping track, that's, yeah. that's good. Who's so poured the best? We'll, we'll t- <laughs> it's me. Don't worry about it. All right. I win. Let's, let's get a sip in Yeah, here. let's okay. taste this here. Finally, I will sip it. Mm. Well, definitely a little bit tart. Um, tart definitely comes off the yeah, start. From, the, from that raspberry, of course. Um, I don't get it. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't get tart at all. Really? Like at all. I definitely poured better then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, producer Lawrence agrees with me. So I think we got ourselves a 2-2 split on oh, this one. Oh, it's a okay. split. Well, who's going to split the vote? Well, I think we'll have to look at the untapped community when we get there and see what they have to say. Uh, for sure. Compare our ratings with theirs, and the, maybe there'll be a comment on that. The one thing I do notice is it might be a little bit more watered down. Yeah, it's... <sighs> I, I get what you're saying because like you kind of get that raspberry flavor, but you want a little bit more and a little bit more, you know, from a wheat beer, like even a little bit more kind of hot flavor coming it, through. It, dri- but it drinks very light. Yeah, very it, it light. It is very light. It drinks lighter than 5%. And yeah. I think that's that's what we have to look at here is it's not the kind of wheat kind of base to it. Right. It is, it is light. And I think that's why it's kind of clean throughout it. But the, I don't get that tartiness. At all, I get the a strong raspberry kind of flavor to it. For some reason, I keep going back to like the smell and maybe the flavor is kind of like a, I don't know, like a raspberry vitamin. I don't, mm. I don't know why that that's kind of like entered my mind, but that's kind of what I'm getting at. Okay, like a like a kid's vitamin. Yeah, almost like uh, you know the grape Flintstone vitamin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About, yeah. If they had a raspberry one, that yes. would be this. Okay. I don't. I don't I, know. I, I. You know what? I'm. I'm having a few more sips. I understand what. You, why you feel that way for sure. I. I, I kind of. You almost get sound that. like a therapist, and I like this. Keep going. <laughs> I understand why you feel <laughs> that tell way. Me tell, me, tell me your problems, keep Tyler. Me, keep telling me <laughs> that you understand the reason why I feel this way. This is nice. I like this. This is a good session. Like I. I yeah. Like I said, I can. I can understand why you're saying that. I. I'm not sure what exactly is giving that idea but for sure I, it's I hard can, to put your finger on yeah it. it is this is this is an interesting or your name beer. on it yeah <laughs> this, finger this is, name any body part whatsoever it's kind of a complex beer in the sense that there's like you know we're, we're talking about all these crazy different flavors and like everyone's kind of feeling something a little bit different and we're not able to exactly agree on something which is interesting right because mm-hmm. um you know it, it's good to kind of have when have we ever agreed on anything 
Well, that's a good that's point. True. <laughs> the, the creation of this podcast was one. Right. And maybe the only one. Yeah, that's so, that is thank, right. Thanks for uh, that. The one thing I do notice as I'm getting more into this beer is this is definitely real raspberries versus a raspberry puree. Mm. Right? Which I, I think, think so, is yeah. kind of where going back to my comparison of the uh, raspberry wheat, like berry white from Sons of Kent, that's more of a raspberry puree, which again has more of the pink color to it. Which is maybe why the raspberry is a lot stronger in that beer versus this one particularly. Right. Yeah. Seems very authentic. It is a summer beer. I would have this in the summer. Um, any other time that you guys would probably enjoy this? Well, I mean, it's uh, right fall now? right now. so uh, <laughs> are, are you enjoying it? I, I do like it a yep. lot. I, I think um, it, it would be definitely, it would feel a little strange to have this kind of in the middle of the winter. Right. Um, but, but I think, you know. Summer for sure, even kind of late spring as we're getting into that kind of summer. The field. seasonal berry, kind yeah, of time for it. Yeah. Exactly. So um, maybe if you're going out to pick raspberries, bring a beer with you. Bring this beer for mm-hmm. sure. Th- this seems like a beer that would be like one of the first releases of summer. I feel yes. like right, like you know, you're just kind of hopping in like maybe like mid June around my birthday. You know, kind of this is when the raspberry kind of season is around i'm not a fruit farmer by any stretch of imagination i don't know when raspberry season actually is <laughs> but good to be honest we're just gonna assume it's around there because i do see a lot of raspberry beers come out around that particular time yeah right yeah and that's the thing with uh this kind of beer it is probably a good introductory uh beer for non-craft beer drinkers i think it goes down nice because it is light it is clean yeah at least i feel like it is it would probably be a good transition to say, hey, have this. You don't get like that beery, kind of like hoppy, malty kind of flavored, right? Exactly. It's, what, it's which kind of like turns clean. off the non-craft um, beer drinkers is when they get like those crazy hops, those, you know, huge IBU uh, beers. So I agree. Definitely this is good, good starting place for a, for a craft beer person. So let's say if somebody wasn't a craft beer drinker like ourselves, mm-hmm. what would you kind of compare it to? Let's say, for example, if they were to go to a restaurant... What kind of beer would they buy that would be somewhat similar to this? Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about wheat beers specifically, you might think of like a Belgian Moon. Um, they're definitely very easy to find, uh, it, like you said, at restaurants I think and everything. Everywhere, yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I, I think that would be, and I think a lot of people would drink that who aren't craft beer fans. So I, I think that would be a good kind of comparison. Um, again, the the raspberry kind of differentiates it but before craft beer was a big thing belgian moon was my go-to right yeah right so i think i'd be interested to see kind of going back to how they do these beer cocktails yeah i could see this working out really well in a lot of different kind of beer cocktails so i don't know if this point i don't know if this is like a base beer that they would use i feel so it would be yeah but i could see this really working out really well with a lot of different kind of cocktails because the raspberry flavor does come through huge. It's a light beer, so your complexities in what you're using to kind of mix match with it. Even kind of, you know, if you wanted to mix beers, like I I wonder what it would be like to mix it with the nuclear sunset that we just had, right? Right. Uh, Kind of have like almost a a fruited IPA. Right. So it's almost like when... um we went back to earlier talking about the Belgian moon. Mm-hmm. For our American listeners, that's blue moon for you. Right. FYI. Yes. Just so you know, we, we mentioned we're we different have, up in Canada. Okay? We do have quite a few American listeners, so hey. I want to make sure they're able to follow along. Ain't that the truth, eh? So looking at the top five flavor profiles, we've kind of talked about it in our discussion as we've kind of gone through. I think we've kind of hit these keys, right? So raspberry, light, subtle, clean, mm-hmm. and sweet. Um, I'm getting... 
I would say four to the five, if not all five. I would think so too. Yeah, a little bit less on the sweet for me, but I agree. Yeah, it's definitely. not as sweet as what they're kind of portraying, yeah. but I get I get that definitely. So, uh, Chris, what does the community untapped community have to say about this? Yeah, so our first review comes from Kenny S. Uh, handle Skenner Eleven, uh, I guess we'll call it. So uh, on jo- July eleventh, he had this to say. He said all he said was. The company is better. Ooh. So he, he gave it a, a, a 2.75 out of 5. Wow. Yeah. So he, he did tag Lindsay M, uh, Linz MS in the check-in. So uh, obviously, Lindsay is a really good company. All right. We'll take that. And so we have Rich M for the second one. So Rich underscore Morel um, on August 2nd, 2019. He commented, the wonderful taste uh, like it has fresh raspberries from the produce stand. I get that. Yeah, and, and that's what you were mentioning, yeah. Brad. I think right? that's yeah. straight from there. I, when you're not a farmer, but we'll take your, your no insight. No farming here. <laughs> so, Rich, they gave it a five out of five. Wow. Yeah. So, Look at him go. Right? So, 76 of Rich's 456 chickens have been fives. So, it's 17%. That's a high amount. That is that's a also high very number. quick math you just did. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, it's, uh, I don't have producer problems. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> that's what it is. Hashtag producer problems. That's going to be our hashtag for the episode, producer problems. <laughs> All right, so I should probably get started into our ratings for this beer. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to go with a 375. Okay. I think mm. it's doesn't drink like a 5% as advertised, but the raspberry flavor is definitely there. That brings it up for sure. Right. I think f- because it is that that 5%, um, it's, it is light. You get that raspberry flavor. I'm coming in at 4.25. And Chris, what's your rating? I'm going to give it a 3.0. I'm going to diverge a little bit from you guys. So it, it, it's a little bit watery, um, like we kind of mentioned earlier, and I'm not getting as much raspberry flavor as, as I was kind of hoping for. Um, but uh, taking a look at producer Lawrence, he's giving it a 4.25. Right. Uh, so uh, again, kind of agreeing with, uh, with you guys. So overall, that gives us a 3.8125 rating, which we will round down a little bit to 3.75. And I guess that concludes our conversation on Lot 10 Brewing out of Hammersburg. Yeah, so just uh, stay tuned and we're going to talk about Halloween. guys halloween's coming up in a couple of days so we wanted to talk about that so i i I just kind of want to get to get your overall thoughts on halloween as a holiday because i know it can be a little bit controversial well as a kid i really liked it as a person in college i really really liked it (laughs) and now meh eh, it's another day on the calendar right right and for myself i think halloween is kind of probably enjoyed in different kind of like seasons throughout your life yeah um, I was never a huge fan as a kid. I, I went out with the family and I tolerated it, but there, we'll get to kind of like how we enjoyed that experience as a child. Um, university, those kinds of days, it was somewhat fun, but at the same time, like I'd put on my ball uniform. I was a baseball player. Who doesn't like... Which I also did the same. Yeah. And yeah. who doesn't like a ball player, nice white tight pants, right? A little knickers, high socks. But... <laughs> At the same time, I was also in a committed relationship. So, um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a huge yeah wasn't a huge huge fan of it then, and yeah. even now, like I don't I don't like to celebrate. I don't like to get dressed up, even on a good day. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, like as a kid, free candy, sign me up, right? Um, kind of in that university time is like you know it is what it is, and now. Um, 
you know, having a having a kid is kind of interesting to see uh, and and dressing her up in costumes. Um, right. it, it, it's a different perspective of it as for well. Sure. Now, for myself personally, it's gonna be my first year with having a child for Halloween. Yeah. Now, granted, she can't really have candy yet, so I don't know you how can, much it's gonna be. But you can. But I can eat. We've it talked all, right? about but, how much you enjoy I'll, to eat. You, yeah, right? you know, I do. You know, so. We didn't do any food pairings this episode. Dang no, it. Anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to your point about when you get free candy as a kid. Yeah. I would always go to this house. It was maybe like four or five houses down from me when I was younger. Right. And they would always give RC Cola. Oh, like just a yikes. can of RC Cola. Yeah. No, yeah. no, like, you know, Sour Patch Kids or Fuzzy Peaches. Just a can of RC Cola and then tell you to get lost. Yeah. <laughs> Build your pipes because if that was one of the first houses that you uh, stopped at, you'd go out there for another hour, hour and a half. That's a heavy bag. That's a heavy bag. So producer Lawrence came in uh, with some comments here. So I want to touch base on those. Um, We could kind of touch base on the carving the pumpkins kind of tradition. Do you guys carve pumpkins? Uh, He did. Uh, I do as well. It gets very, very messy and I absolutely hate the cleanup of it. Yes, I agree. I, I don't like... At the actual cleaning out the pumpkin right that's the worst part for sure mm-hmm. um carving the pumpkin that's fun um my pumpkins don't usually look very good which sucks you're not artistic no yeah me definitely either. not so that's why we you should have a it. pumpkin carving contest you know <laughs> we're, we're all gonna suck sorry, at it sorry i i just so that's the thing is like i'm kind of impartial at the carving of the pumpkins right we either do it or we don't i'm not going out to a pumpkin patch and taking those cute pictures and grabbing a pumpkin bringing it home carving it out if it happens it happens but it's not something i like seek out for tradition every year yeah, I'm always got the you know the triangle eyes, the yeah the, yeah, yeah. the, the typical mouth with rectangular teeth. teeth up, yeah, teeth down. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that for Halloween, there's two different sides of it. The first side is people are going to go all out. Right. Say yeah. for example, they're going to decorate the house in and out. Right. They're going to have specific dishes, napkins. Outside's going to be you know very scary. Maybe some music playing, mm-hmm. or you're going to have somebody who just turns their lights off and. Watches whatever's on TV and right. helps nobody yeah. knocks on the door. You maybe put the pot light on for an hour and a half and it, see what kids stop exactly, it. Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of kind of like, you know, doing things as a child, I remember this one house that would be not on my street, but pretty close to my street. Um, they would basically empty out their garage, make it a haunted house. Wow. Um, Committed to the cause. Yeah. Right. Humongous lineups. Um, kids going through, you know, they'd, they'd have the people hanging out in the background, jumping out to scare you. Um that was awesome. That was an awesome experience. Everyone in the neighborhood made sure to hit that house. Right. Now, do you remember back in the day? It was a big thing. Maybe when we were young, mm-hmm. the UNICEF when you would mm-hmm. put you the yeah. around your neck and right. you go, "Hi, I'm collecting for UNICEF." You don't see that anymore. Yeah. No, you don't. And, I don't and, know why that is. It I, might be different though. From like, yeah. I don't know because I don't have a kid, right? So I'm not going out. I don't know if schools even do that if they run that program anymore. So I, I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I just remember. Um, my mom would always hand out the Halloween candy and she would bring up the jar of, you know, pennies and, and, and dimes and nickels and everything just to have that in case the kids came. Right. And and I think there was some kind of strategy. Like I remember that there was like prizes that you'd get, like kind of like collecting the the most amount. Mm -hmm. And I wondered about like who sat down to like, kind of like strategize a game plan. Like, okay, we're going to go out early and then we're just going to ask for everybody. Because if you have 120, 130 kids showing yeah. up at your door, how do you say, okay, I'm going to give 10 to these, 10 cents to these kids, right. five to these kids? No, you're just dumping that puppy in number one. I think yeah. you just rate them on their costumes. That, oh, oh there see? You go. That, yeah. That'd be an interesting kind of concept, right? 
Okay. So other Halloween traditions, um, I I think going back, thank you, Deb and Jeff, for doing this for me. Uh, That's my parents. Shout out to them. Uh, Was always going to like the grandparents' place. And that mm. kind of hit, you know, the, the heart a little bit. That was always That's nice. when you get the full-size chocolate bar, not the snack-size yeah. chocolate bar. Right? Grandma and Grandpa <laughs> always kept that. They'd be handing out those, like, Halloween snack-size Snickers. But, no, you always got it as a, a grandchild, you know, the old Henry's. Mm-hmm. But um, th- those memories, uh, I think I'll always keep those with me uh, throughout my life. And same thing, uh, looking at Producer Lawrence, too, is always going to the grandparents, whether around the block or you, you saddle up in the car, you're all full decked out in your costume, you show up to the door, you ring the doorbell, trick or treat, and then they're like, oh, who are these kids? Like completely pretending like they don't <laughs> have a Playing so dumb. Clue. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're you're young, you're innocent, you have no idea, and your mom's standing right behind you. So like, <laughs> like you don't put that connection together like, oh, they should know because I'm here with my mother who's their daughter. Right. You know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> there's my dad, which is their son. Yeah. Right? So that, those are always good memories. Yeah. And I don't know if this is necessarily a, a tradition, but I, I would always go trick-or-treating with this one kid that lived down uh, down the street, uh, one of my friend Sebastian. So shout out Sebastian if you're listening. Um, and he was actually allergic to peanuts. So all the peanut <laughs> nice. candies into my bag. <laughs> Did you have to trade for him or you just... No, just oh, straight up. Straight in. That's a good friend right there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing I was going to talk about was the spookiest kind of stories that we have or the scariest kind of stories. Maybe some paranormal stuff, if you will. I don't oh. know if people out there are into like ghosts and things like that. I wasn't until this particular story that happened to myself personally. So I went to an old elementary school. It was built in like 1920. Do you want so, to name it? Uh, no. Okay. It is closed. <laughs> it is closed now, though. It doesn't exist. It's actually right. a missionary church now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, pretty impressive. So anyway, this is going to get creepy, just so you know. So it all starts in the boys' change room. <laughs> that sounds very creepy. Sorry. Sorry. Sounds like spooky <laughs> season to me. <laughs> so, so you'd walk. Good thing we've got therapist Chris on <laughs> right. here. So you'd walk into the boys' change room, and this was about I would say a year after our former principal had passed away, and he passed away while he was our principal at school. I think he was like maybe mid sixties. I think he had a heart attack or something. I can't remember, but so he passed away actually in the school. He oh. had a heart attack while he was in the school at like. I think it was, it was after hours, like 3.30, like shortly after school. Yeah. Right. So anyway, like a month or so later, I would go, I went in the change room to get changed for gym and somebody, I can't remember who it was, would turn off the lights. So it'd be a bunch of us in the change room with no lights on. Right, right. And there was a white hallowing part by the air conditioner up top that would just hallow there for like 10 seconds and it would just sit there and kind of move. And I got so freaked out. I ran out of the change room into the principal's office and literally my underwear and a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> was so, that, was that alone is spooky season. That alone, that alone scares me. Right? Yeah. The sheer thought of that happening. So think of that now. Wow. That's interesting. And, and were, and were any other kids in the change room? I was not up? the only one who ran out. There okay. was, I would say it was a good 50, 50 split. Cause you got the people who are like so scared shitless that they're like, this is, no way. And then I get like, man, that's pretty cool. Right. Like, what is that thing doing out there? <laughs> so if we can get anybody who can uh, corroborate the uh, the story here, that'd be, uh, that that'd w- be good. That would be good, yeah. F- slide into our DMs and let us know if you are part of this Brett Pfeiffer experience. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for throwing bo- out the full name there. I appreciate it. it. Yeah, it, it, in, in the change room. 
<laughs> let us know. That does not sound right. Let, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, the way you started that story just Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah. You set great. you set it up, and I'm I'm scared to death. Uh, <laughs> Chris, do you want to go ahead and talk about uh, our uh, little paranormal activity? Yeah. So um, you know, obviously with Halloween, you kind of like to watch scary movies. Um, that's kind of a natural thing. So. If anyone remembers, the movie Paranormal Activity uh, came out, I don't know, maybe 2010, 2009, 2009 yeah, something like that. Right. Um, there are a few sequels after that. Um, anyways, I know that we saw that movie in the theater, and it was actually a very scary movie. Uh, I think at first we thought it was actually one of those real movies. Like, <laughs> we were on the fence of like, is this actually like a documentary of what happened? Right. <laughs> Until we realized unclear. it was very mainstream. Did yeah. you guys just go see it together? Like just to you? No. no, actually, it was your house and the place it, I It was lived. a pretty big group of people. Yeah, I think that we had like went. eight yeah. people that went. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, kind of getting to it, uh, that, it was a small budget movie and it made a ton of, ton of money. Time. So, uh, what they kind of did was said, okay, if for all of our supporters, give us your names, we're going to put you in the credits. So, okay. Tyler and I are in the credits of Paranormal Activity. No big deal. Don't IMDb Whatever. it because I don't think it's there. But it is true if you it actually. It is very true. If, I have the DVD. I was just gonna say if you can get a copy of the DVD, it is in there. There was a, it was a limited time period of like seventy two hours. You could go online and put your name in, and I think there wasn't really re- any restrictions, pretty much, for putting a name in because I've seen some yeah, funny ones you, on you there. You could just put anything. I remember either getting a text from you or like a Facebook yeah. message and yeah. being like. Look at this link, and that, we just kind of—that's what it was. We're I like, th- we need to do this. I hit you up on the old BlackBerry Storm, and yes, I said, "Listen, yeah. <laughs> listen." Like, did you BBM him? Probably. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> I was in between my game of Brick Breaker, uh, so I said, "You know, I'm going to take a break from that, throw it over, and, and see uh, see if he wants to join me on that." So, yeah, it was, it's interesting. Kind of, I don't think many movies have ever really done that no right? i don't so, think so and probably for good reason yeah, <laughs> yeah because the list was huge like if you actually play it back in real time don't speed it up because it is sped up it goes really quick it's really pro- quick. probably about 10 minutes real time to get through all the names yeah there's thousands of names on there so yeah, yeah no that was our kind of like paranormal activity claim to fame 15 minutes of fame the name is in the credits whoop whoop go us yeah whatever look yeah, at you guys go you guys are like almost movie stars yeah, I mean, it it was really the foundation of where we wanted to start, starting the movie business, moving to the podcast business. So yeah. You were thinking of it 10 years before. That, yeah. I like it. Well, well, well ahead of it. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you guys think that uh, we have anything else, or are we all good on this one? I do have one last comment, by the way, for all our listeners out there. Boo! All right, so that uh, wraps that up, <laughs> and we're going to hit it with a farewell soon. That's all the time we have for today's episode. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode. Make sure to tell your friends, family, and your local brewmaster. So from all of us and producer Lawrence, I'm Chris. I'm Brett. And I'm Tyler. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. 